Hey friends, welcome to another of our special Her God Story Christmas episodes. We hope it will deepen your faith and equip you in your walk with the Lord. I'm your host, Jody Kiracosta, ministry leader at Somebody Cares America and International, author and traveler on this journey of faith. I love the whole Christmas season. While a lot of planning goes into the festivities, special moments can happen with no planning at all. God moments. When he encounters us at an unexpected time in a profound way. I think of Mary on the night of Jesus' birth in a stable, already exhausted from the trip from Nazareth. She then labors to bring him into the world. When she finally has a moment to rest, a group of shepherds arrive with a fantastic tale of angels singing in the sky. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. After seeing Jesus and telling their story, the shepherds left to spread the word to others, and the little family was all alone again. Peace. God spoke peace. I'm sure that is just what Mary needed to hear at that point. Luke 2 verse 19 says, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. My guest, Mary Beth Gilbert, has been pondering a God moment she had at Christmas time many years ago. I've asked her to share it with us and hope it blesses you. So Mary Beth, tell us that story. Oh, I'd love to, Jody. I've got lots of Christmas stories, of course, but there's one in particular that was very, very meaningful and has just stuck with me from the day it happened. But I just love the Christmas season so much as we've been talking. I just love all of the the decorating and the gift giving and the shopping and the feast, the food, fellowship with friends, with family. I like that we extend it all through the whole month. I just, I I love it. And I think it is really important that we do decorate and we celebrate because God, the savior of the world was born for us. And that deserves such great celebration, at least in my home, my husband, my family, we love to celebrate Christmas and we, we have fun every year, even as exhausting as it is at times, we still have fun. And I think it's important that we also, at least for myself, I try to find out what is God saying to me through the season this year. But I have this one special story that I do want to share with you because I thought I really understood Christmas. But this particular story that I'll share in a little bit is something where it was an aha moment. And that's where I thought, oh my gosh, Lord, I need an aha moment every year, every Christmas. But this one really stuck out to me because as an adopted mom, it involved our young daughter when she was very young. So as um, you know, we tried to have children for many, many years, my husband and I. I never thought it would be a problem because my mother had been pregnant every year in her 20s. And I just thought, well, if that's the case, that's where I'm from. I'm her blood. It's just going to happen to me, you know, hands down, no problems. But as my husband and I were newly married and talked about starting a family, we tried and tried and, and nothing happened. And I was getting more surprised along the way. But as the years went on, after trying and trying, we had many infertility tests. I had three surgeries. There were hundreds of prayers being lifted up for us. Thousands of dollars went into all the testing. People were praying over us from all over the world. I was trying anything I could in terms of like food or 
um, vitamins, things like that, that would help me get pregnant. But month after month, nothing, nothing was happening. So about five years in, we were still trying. I'd really come to my wits end at this point and called a friend of mine who was also a pastor's wife and was hoping to get some consolation from her because she had struggled with infertility for, for a while as well. I was hoping that she would console me, listen to all my woes, have a little pity party, but she did just the opposite. So after a brief but sweet conversation, she basically directed me to hang up the phone and go spend more time with the Lord. So I was like, okay, I guess I better do that. My husband happened to be out of the country that night. He was in South Korea for a ministry conference, and so I was all alone. So I did what she suggested. I went and I closed all the blinds in our little school housing apartment, and I prayed and worshiped the Lord. And that evening ended up being a very special experience. It was so close. It was such a close time with the Lord, so close that the Holy Spirit led me to take communion privately in my home over this whole issue of infertility. So just between the Lord and me from this tiny little apartment, I took communion and just said to the Lord, Lord, I will worship you whether you give us children or not. And that was a real anchor in my life. And it brought me peace. I was making a commitment that whether he answered prayers the way I wanted him to or not, I would have that assurance that I was going to worship him regardless. And my husband actually ended up praying the same thing too at some point in this journey. But it was just one of those life experiences that night where I just felt like I had crawled up into his lap and that he had just blessed me with rest, peace, and just to trust him through it all. And as the Lord always does, he brought beauty and joy out of this pain and disappointment. And I learned also that in Genesis, you know, God says that he opens the womb and he closes the womb. And that actually brought me peace because I realized, you know, I can do all these things. I can have all these people pray over me, but God ultimately decides. And I found peace in that. I didn't have to strive anymore. I didn't have to worry. Now I still had to walk that journey out, but I did have that anchor of peace that came that night as well. But really the adoption story That process started in my heart way back in 1988. I know I'm dating myself, but I was young then. (laughs) But in 1988, my husband and I went to Asia to encourage missionaries. And one of the places we visited was South Korea. And while there, I grew in love with the orphan children. And we'd watch them at school and watch them come and go and play on the playground and And I mentioned to my husband on the way back, we were in the airplane on our way back to the States. And I said, if God ever led us to adopt, I would love to adopt from South Korea. And little did I know that actually would be in his plan one day. What I thought would happen was that we would have biological children first and then adopt from South Korea. But instead, God never saw fit to give us biological children, but he did see fit to give us our heart's desire to adopt a special little girl from South Korea when she was only four months old. What a sweetie she she was and, and still is. But that whole pain of infertility seemed to just evaporate 
by the all-encompassing joy this little one brought into our hearts and our home. And I don't know if you've ever had anything like that where you're going through something and then God touches you or he does something or shows you something that all of a sudden the sting of whatever it was, the sting's out. It's, it's still there, but it doesn't sting anymore. It just, that, that pain just evaporated. And adoptive moms know that at some point, there will come a time where you have to talk to your children about their adoption. And when our daughter Maria was a baby, actually baby through toddlerhood, every evening after reading her a story before bedtime, I would sit in the rocking chair and then turn her and place her on my lap where her head would be down at my knees and her face would be looking up at my face. And we would have what I call our sweet face-to-face time. And that's when I would just try to pour in positive affirmation to her, even at that young age, just you were created by God. You are loved. You, you were wanted. You are special. You're valuable. And the Lord has a beautiful plan for your life. And I would just pour these things into her and she would just stare at me and smile and just like she was taking it all in. And I believe she was, at least it was getting into, into her spirit. So we would have that sweet face-to-face time. But one night, and this is where this is the Christmas story that has stuck with me all through the years. One night during the Christmas season, when our daughter was almost three years old, she saw pictures of Mary when we were reading one of the Bible story um, books about Christmas. And she saw that Mary was pregnant with Jesus and noticed her stomach was, was real big. So she said to me, Mommy, I came from your tummy. I said, honey, you came from my heart. Thinking in literal terms, she said, your heart must have been real big. To which I replied, it was so big. It was this big. And I stretched both of my arms wide open. And her precious little face looked at me with amazement because she was thinking literally my heart was probably like a stomach would be when a woman's pregnant. But what happened at that moment, I'll never forget. Because that night during that Christmas season, it was at that moment, it was that aha moment where I realized even more, Jesus stretched out his arms on the cross because his heart was so big for me. I came from his heart. I was adopted by him. And I tell my daughter, you're adopted twice. I'm only adopted once, but you get to be adopted twice. So this is a a good thing, a positive thing. But isn't, isn't it true though for us how God's heart is so big for me and for you and filled with so much love? But that presence that came into the room that night on that rocking chair with my little girl sharing with her, she came from my heart, not my stomach, ended up being a time where God's presence so filled that room that I've never forgotten that story. And every year at Christmas time, I'm reminded of it more and more. And I ask God, I think we need a fresh aha moment every year. But that was one that was so, so special to me and has always, always stayed with me. So I just wanted to say during this Christmas season, it's always a good thing to crawl in your father's lap and just take time to pray with the Lord during the season, rest, 
trust him. It's crazy out in the world at this time in, in some places. But just hammering that anchoring time, for me, it's in the mornings. That's when I have my quiet time. Trusting his ways with whatever's going on, being thankful, cherishing good memories, making good memories for that particular Christmas season. However, maybe we try to add something new each year in, but I also try to ask the Lord, show me something new and special this Christmas. Like what, what is it? Give me another aha moment like you did that night long ago when I was reading to my daughter, but just to um, be helpful, to smile because there's a lot going out there and um, trust him, always just trust him through the season and trust him through even the ups and downs. And I just realized more and more through the years that as I crawl up into his lap, especially during this special Christmas season, that God sent his son, Jesus, to be born, which is what we're celebrating because his heart was so big, so full of love for us. And then Jesus took it further and stretched out his arms on the cross to die for us because his heart was so big for for me and for, for all of us. Thank you, Mary Beth. You know, I periodically ask God for a fresh revelation of his love. It's one of those things that's hard to fully understand. Romans 8, 38 and 39 says, I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. That is an amazing kind of love. It's the kind of love exhibited when God, who so loved the world, gave his one and only son, which we celebrate at Christmas, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. Of course, that was John 3.16 with a little commentary of mine. But John 3.17 goes on to say, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. No condemnation, pure, unadulterated love. My hope is that you have a God moment sometime this Christmas season and that he gives you a deeper understanding of his great love for you, one so profound you can treasure it up in your heart and ponder it like Mary did the glorious night that the Savior of the world became man. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us so much that you sent Jesus, not to condemn us, but to show us your love. Father, I ask you to plan a special encounter during this Christmas season with each person who listens to this podcast. Give them an aha moment so they understand more fully the depth of your love for them. And Father, because you are so good and you long for us to know you more fully, I know that you will do what I've asked. I pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. If you missed Mary Beth's full God story, you might want to check out episodes 13 and 14. And on the hergodstory.org website, you can get a free six-week downloadable devotional on women of the Bible to use now or to start the new year off right. If you prefer a printed copy, you can purchase a 12-week devotional book at our online store at somebodycares.org. All the proceeds of the printed devotional will go to the Widows and Orphan Fund. 
We encourage you to also join the growing company of women helping widows and orphans with a gift today by clicking on the Widows and Orphan tab at the top of the HerGodStory.org page. We'd love to pray with you on our 24-7 prayer and text line. You can give us a call anytime at 855-459-CARE or email us at prayer at somebodycares.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends or family members. And dear friends, I bless you now with the words the angel sang over the shepherds in Luke 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Merry Christmas. Her God Story is a ministry of Somebody Cares America and International. To find out more about or support the ministry, go to somebodycares.org.